Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Salt and Shadows. Trace the salt, embrace the shadow. Hi, Diana. Hey, Courtney. How's it going? Oh my gosh, it's so great. That is fabulous. (laughs) Welcome back. Everyone, for episode number nine, I believe we are Yay. here, episode number nine. This is our last episode of this season, this this portion, this launch off of the podcast. Closing her out. Closing her out for a few months, and today we are going to be getting into death, talking about a very... <laughs> getting into it. Talking about it. It's going to be, it's a very taboo subject, so much fear and dread and just like morbidity that comes up around death. Um, I personally love death. I believe in death is like the greatest teacher and such great medicine. So I'm really excited for us to be able to dive into this. Diana says she has a story and I told her, don't say anything until we hit record. <laughs> and then we kept talking. She's like, this is what my story is about. So we here. Stop trying to get it out of me. <laughs> so here we are. We're going to start with a water question though. Water cooler question. <laughs> Just a water question. Just water. And it's my turn. I thought of it. Are you ready? Yes. What is something that you are a little self-conscious about that might surprise people? A little self-conscious about that might surprise people? My curly hair. Oh. Yes. That, that super was, self-conscious about it. That one definitely surprises me. Yeah. I did not Everybody says they love it, but yeah, I just, it just. I've always felt self-conscious about it. And I, I think it's because it drew attention to me. As a kid? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, that's what everybody knew me for. I was the girl with the big, curly, frizzy red hair. Oh. And, like, I have an Aquarius moon. I definitely just want to be an individual. And that's what speaks to my heart. And the fact that everybody just saw me as, like, a part of me. Mm. Uh. I always, like, wanted to, like... You don't really know me. You think you know me. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Wow. I just shared like some really deep stuff. That's pretty deep. (laughs) It was a deep question. I thought of it too. It came to me all of a sudden today and I was like, oh shit, I got the question. Ooh. Do I have an answer? And usually you're like fretting. I am. You're usually like, I can't do this. I can't ask questions. (laughs) I'm not a questioner at heart. It's not what I've done my whole life. (laughs) Yeah, no, this one came to you really quick. Yeah, Mm -hmm. I guess it's meant to be. I don't know. I was just thinking of, I've been thinking a bit, sitting with, thinking about different ways that I feel self-conscious or intimidated a little bit or just like nervous to like show up in my life and how I'm consistently met with people saying, really? Mm -hmm. Or I don't take you as self-conscious or like, are you sure? And like just like a little bap on the head. Like, remember, we're all human (laughs) and we all feel this way and you never know what someone else is going through. Yeah. I honestly, I would say that mine is social media, which Mm. is funny because I know that I completely put myself out there on social media, but I'll also tell you, I... Like, a rule that I personally have is that I never look at my stories and see who is, like, watching them. Because it's a big number. That's a lot of people. And I'm just like, eh. Yeah. Whatever. I just have to show up as me and I just can't think about it. Yeah. You know that you could get too caught up in that. Yeah. And, like, it's not worth giving your energy to. Exactly. And yesterday or the day before, sometime real recently, I just happened to scroll through it because I was thinking about it and I was like... I'm just going to take a look. Oh my goddess. I <laughs> Oh my goddess. <laughs> oh my goddess. And I immediately shut that shit down and I was like, okay, this is why I don't look. And it's nothing bad. Absolutely nothing bad at all. I am so grateful for oh, absolutely yeah. everyone that tunes in. But it's... That's uh, your own wisdom. That's, that's <laughs> something that you have to follow. It's very individual. It's nerve-wracking just to be like, oh my gosh. Like, yeah. And, and it touches me. And I had to also sit down and really take a few breaths to feel the gratitude as well. Like, it's... 
And it's important to do that. Absolutely. I don't take it for granted, but it's, it's definitely, I'm just like, Oh, like it just puts this pit in my stomach all of a sudden. Like I re like, I feel like, Oh, I am on a stage for 350 people like watching me and this yeah. is who the people are. Like as if I could like, you know, when you're like, it's yeah. like being on stage and all of a sudden the light shifts and you can see the faces in the crowd. Whereas before you were blinded and you mm-hmm. like, it was like you, no one else was there. No, I get it. I love not being recognized. <laughs> and now sometimes, once in a while, I might be recognized yeah. and I'm like, wait, what's happening? No, I can't think about that. <laughs> what? Yeah. 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 I was talking to a friend earlier too, like even with a lot of this social media stuff that I have done, like most of the time it's just me picturing speaking to one other person. Like if mm. I do lives, I focus on just that yeah. conversation. Yeah. I can't think about the other people on the other side that are watching. Like yes. I can't go there. I yes. just have to keep my focus on one person. That's so, that's yeah. what I have done majorly. And I was even thinking, I was like, I'm just going to call my Instagram community Betty. I got to share this with <laughs> Betty. Betty wants to know, like Betty's a badass bitch that just wants the best for me and is tuning in and like cheering me on. Fucking let Betty know that shit. Betty, <laughs> Betty boop. Betty <laughs> boop. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that was just, that's not something I like literally think about or carry, but it's just yeah. in general, <laughs> that was the name that came forward. I was like, hmm, interesting. I like it. Fun. Yeah. I want to hear your death story. Ooh. <laughs> there was like literally no pause even. <laughs> it just jumped right in left turn we're switching gears this is our energy today like we have just been like out of the door we're big high energy today even though this is our closing this is our closing conversation this is our last does that mean that it should be low energy (laughs) what do you mean even though yeah I guess that is what I'm kind of like saying is I felt that it would be like more like Oh, I'm kind of, and, and actually I think we're just excited because it's not like that because it's exciting that we've done this and that it's happened. Yeah. And I also think it's because we don't see the death of something as the end. Yes. It's because the death, <clears throat> the death is not the end. Okay. Okay. So you want to hear the story I was thinking about. Okay. Let's hear it. I okay. Do. So... I really had to relearn and actually re-experience what death was because the religion and church that I grew up with teaches you that you that death isn't what is supposed to happen. We are supposed to live forever as humans on earth and not die. And we only die because this isn't God's world. But God is going to come back and fix that. God is going to fix all of us, and we're going to live forever. Okay. Okay. This is so... I am following, but I just want to say this is news for me. I think it is for a lot of people. There are (laughs) things that are not understood about um, the Jehovah's Witness religion and are not openly spoken about unless you are part of the religion, really. Similar with Mormonism as well, which is my mother's side of the family. Yeah. So, um, death was really not faced, to be honest with you. It was not faced in any type of way that was realistic or resonated for me. I couldn't connect to the idea of death because I was told that's literally not what most of us are going to experience. We're going to be returned to our original state of living forever and we're not going to die because we are Jehovah's Witnesses. So like with without God's present on earth, that is why we age. That is why we die. If God was here, we would be immortal. We would be forever young, drinking from the fountain of youth, living in harmony. Is that the idea? No, it is. We we lost it at the Garden of Eden. Because of the apple? Uh, yeah. Eve and was a so- badass bitch! <laughs> Sorry, just had to say it's okay. Also, I'm a little rusty. So, sure, sure. Like, also trying to remember some of the detail may be a little difficult. But, um, so, but then, like, the sacrifice of, of Jesus is supposed to replace that. But then now Jehovah's Witnesses are the only ones that actually have that truth and carry that truth. And so, when God comes back at Armageddon, 
for the reckoning of all that aren't actually following God, everybody that isn't Jehovah's Witnesses will be killed. I just... And then Jehovah's Witnesses will get the earth, inherit the earth, recover it, rebuild it. I'm sorry if this is scaring you. This is literally what I was taught as a child. So. No, it's not. It, well, yeah, for me personally, it's not scaring me. I'm just staring off trying to like really piece together like how this logically makes sense and... I won't hold Oh, that's not worth taking the time to do. Yeah, Yeah, well, and also, like, I guess just, obviously, we don't need to make it make logical sense here, but just to even just wrap my head around this concept. Yes. um, You kind of have to step out of reality. Totally, absolutely. Okay, but can can we dissect this just a little bit? Well, do you want to dissect it now, or do you want to dissect it at the end of where I'm going with it? Okay, yeah, let me let you tell your story. I'm sorry. Okay, no, hold on to it, though. Okay. Okay. Okay, I'll try. So, (laughs) this was, (laughs) right, this was, like, what I was brought up with. This was my foundation of how to perceive death. Yes, yes, yes. So, then I leave this. I go out into my life, never went and, you know went out of my way to consider death at any point during that time. But we're not taught to embrace it or learn about it in any other way in society either. Right. Um, And then I enter my first marriage. And this song that he really loves to play for me discusses uh, when they will die together. And... Like the couple in the song or whatever? Yes. Okay. Yes. And... I hated <laughs> listening to it when he would play it because the concept of being with someone until death, like I could not even come to a place where I could consider that because I I didn't know what that looked like. Whoa. And I would cry. Even though you said like, till death do us part at the altar? Did that just like, you just skimmed over that? Didn't Probably. <laughs> I mean, are you calling me out? <laughs> I mean, I think it's a little different having these expected lines that you're meant to say to each other and then having somebody specifically and meaningfully sharing a song with mm, you and the words meaning something to them and wanting to like connect with you over it. Yeah. Yeah. And so so it kept bringing me to this place of facing that. Like I would start crying, like not knowing how to really bring myself to a place of being able to see that future. Mm. Um, And I knew there was something really not okay with that, but I was still very much, and for probably at least a decade after that, still going to a Christian church. And for as long as I was there, I couldn't really connect with the concept of death because I just didn't really resonate with the future that that they foretell for that. Mm. Um. And it's not that there was anything wrong with that or bad about it. It just did not feel like what seems like the logical explanation of what happens when we no longer inhabit this body. It just, yeah, there was just something about it I couldn't connect with. Um, And I did not begin connecting with death until after my recent divorce and really starting to go into those places and taking that concept into my own hands along with many other things at that time of my life. And yeah, I really felt drawn and I feel I lean towards the concept of reincarnation because I really feel that that is what really made sense to me on yeah. a life path viewpoint. Mm-hmm. Um, and brought me to terms to be able to start considering like the two and how they play out and interchange throughout life. And Mm. it just, it just really connected a lot of dots for me. So I feel that I'm in such a healthier place when it comes to death now Mm. that I've along with so many other things in my life, taken it into my own hands to inform myself and make sure it feels like, it actually makes sense and the puzzle pieces go together and, you know, because that's what you have to do when it comes to your own faith. If it's actually yours, mm. 
You figure it out. You want to know why. Mm -hmm. So. Wow. Cool. Yeah. It feels really interesting to remember what that felt like to Mm. be in that place and feeling so scared of this unknown concept, knowing that I did not agree with like what I was told or taught, but having no idea what I do believe about something that is a real thing for every person that lives. So, yeah. Wow. There's a lot of fear wrapped up in that for sure. Yeah. For everyone. It's very relatable. I have a very unique and different perspective with death, Mm -hmm. I think, and I I attribute it largely to growing up with my grandparents because my grandma is just the best, most realistic person. And I mean, I don't know, when you get older, your friends start dying. That, yes. that is true. Yes. I mean, and I mean, like, and, and unfortunately in our world today, we do see people dying younger and younger, mm-hmm. especially with just like disease and all of this. And so I grew up in a household where death was normal and happened kind of frequently. Like, you know, I, I, I grew up around a lot of great aunts, great cousins, like, as in like, you know, your great grandma, like you also right. have great aunts and cousins. And, uh, and yeah, I was just taught that it's just a normal thing that happens. And in that I learned that it is important to celebrate or to at least honor death by like going to a funeral. Um, so that's like one piece of it that I've definitely <coughs> experienced. And then the other part of death that I have felt I've always teetered the line with to and become curious with is around suicide. Mm -hmm. So if you feel triggered about suicide and you don't want to hear about that, this would be a good time to pause and or skip forward or, or whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, but my, my mother has been a, is diagnosed depressive bipolar and has been suicidal most of my life. She's tried to commit suicide several times. Um, and thankfully I've never been like present for something like that. Diana's holding my hand. Thank you. Um, but still very challenging to hear and navigate as a child. Um, my stepdad committed suicide when I was 14. I was 13 Mm -hmm. and he was 28, which is wild to like, yeah, to be in that and to realize that. And so like, and of course, depression is not unfamiliar to me either and, and suicidal thoughts and things like that. And so just thinking about death, I feel like I've just had like a very close relationship with it on all of these different sides. And then by the time I was about like 14 or 15, that's when I really started questioning like, this like I felt really deeply disturbed I maybe it came up in like a high school class or something I'm not sure but there was this question like if what what if you died tomorrow like what would you change about your life or like if you died tomorrow would you be happy with your life and it just kind of became like my guiding anchor like I was like I want like I want to be able to ask this question and feel completely okay and I six I think I was about 16 years old and I didn't I didn't feel okay about it at all (laughs) yeah and I, mean, I don't think a lot of people would, honestly. Right. Well, and it's funny to think that at 16 years old, I'm like, well, how much weight do I even have on my shoulders thinking about death and, and what would happen? But honestly, even like at 16, you know, it's like I was craving a different relationship with my parents. I was craving knowing myself more. I was like a myri- myriad things. I, I'm still caught up on how to use the word myriad. Is it a myriad <laughs> of things? A, a myriad, myriad of myriads. Myriad things? Do you you just, know? Whatever. We'll get to that another time. But yeah. Um, yeah. So that's, that's my experience, I guess, with death is that it came from being exposed to it at a young age, knowing that it was normal and then also being exposed to it in like a really challenging, hurtful way and knowing that it was that death is normal and then of course depression, learning like that is also normal and there are different depths and levels and spaces and just like learning how to support yourself. Yeah. And something that I have really recognized the more that I have 
become available to the topic of death, the more I have learned an appreciation for life. Yes. Because that is how death frames our path, is by making us really see the beauty in opposition to the ending. Exactly. Yes. Death is the teacher. I say I like to say death is the catalyst for that reason. Yeah, because yeah. it makes you appreciate like what you have to realize like we yes. are this existence is impermanent. Yes. <laughs> like we need to appreciate what we have. We need to be <clears throat> grateful. We need to tell our friends and family that we love them because the the real truth is like you may not have them tomorrow. Yes. And that is terra it can be it can be terrifying or it can be liberating. Yeah, absolutely. I really feel it can that, also be both at the same time. Yes. Yeah. That I feel that bringing myself to this place of recognizing that death is a reality that I face, mm. it then brings your life into a perspective of this is my death. So what do I want my life to look like? Mm. What do you mean specifically in thinking of your death? Well, nobody's going with us. Oh, it's your death. You're the only one that's going to pass. You know, you really have to come to that place of like, it's literally you that will be passing. Whoa, I haven't even thought of it like that. I'm like, oh shit, my world's, I'm like, oh yeah, that is a solo trip, isn't it? (laughs) Scorpio, baby. <laughs> and I thought I was into it. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Yeah, we... Sorry. Yeah. No, no. <laughs> totally cool. Yeah. There. I mean, there's just... That's a whole other reconciliation piece, I suppose. Yeah. I mean, that's... I feel like that's really where the root of the medicine lies mm. is... This is your life. We don't have the answers to what happens afterwards. Yeah. We have our theories. Right. Nobody has an actual answer. Right. And I feel that's because our direction needs to be in this time, in this present. Yeah. In this life. Yeah. And the grounding that I've found in it all, because of course the big question, you know, like we don't know what happens. And it is fun, of course, to speculate. And I also talk about, you know, like soulmates and and just energies and like past lives, reincarnation, knowing each other, all of that stuff is fun. But when it comes right down to... What we do know mm-hmm. is that, like, with physics, with energy, is that we go back to the earth, that we become, that we we go back to the earth. We become the minerals and the compounds that our body is entirely made up of, and we disperse, like, as energy, we disperse as energy out into the universe, and we just go right back we into back the ether. To... Sure. And that... I think there's some peace in that, and there's so there's so much peace in knowing that someone is like with you and of course I mean you and I on this journey and ancestral medicine and uh also just there's so so many deep layers in knowing what's behind the veil so to speak and that's like a conversation for another time yes but just there's just for me there's comfort in knowing we go back to the earth that energy has dispersed and due to that dispersion is that a word uh, that that person that has passed and become this energy is now with you at all times in any place or way, shape, or form mm-hmm. because of that, and it's that simple. Um, I mean, yeah, like it I doesn't said, have to be complicated. Doesn't have to be complicated. Yeah, and of course we could go deeper and talk about you know actually feeling the presence of our ancestors after they've passed and like the signs and symbols and like, things that we get from the other side. That oh, would be definitely. a fun conversation for another time. Yeah, that's on our list. Yeah, but just just grounding in this space, it's really beautiful to recognize death for what it is, what it can do for our life, and really learning that it's another cycle and it's another pattern that continues in this life. There's so, like if once Once you can accept death for what it is and then shift away from moving of the literal sense you come to realize like okay how many times have I died in my life like you know yes especially speaking of like an ego death or just transitioning into adulthood like the child dies you could right. you could say um also of course it's all language you could change the language and just say you know transforms or like whatever but yeah 
Yeah, I think it, it gives us a really beautiful opportunity to remember that where there is death, there it, where there is an end, there's always a new beginning. Where there is death, there is life. Where like these patterns and these cycles are constantly renewing. Yes. And yeah, I, that's also the Zen path is embracing our impermanence. Like that is exactly, it's accepting what <clears throat> is in our impermanence. Yes, and I really feel that that is actually a benefit for humankind that the concept of death and the more that you can actually connect with it, the more you start recognizing it and recognizing its necessity throughout your life in smaller ways, allowing things to pass, allowing things that become heavy to die and fall away. They're little deaths and they're so necessary for growth. Mm -hmm. But if you cannot even confront the concept of death it makes it very difficult for you to be able to do those things within life you cling to it you cling to what you believe is bringing you life instead of understanding that new life follows yes allowing it to go hey everyone if you like what you're hearing today you can access a free download that we created called the damaged daughters download five characteristics of a damaged daughter Courtney, what does that even mean? Well, we realize that we have a lot in characteristics, I guess you will say, that we share. And we've decided to dissect them, to go deeper, to offer you a guide as your safe passage within your own self. And it has many different layers. We've kind of fused self-care and tarot. Those are our specialties. And it just takes you through some different energies. Does this sound like you? If so, now what? Try this self-care support tip. And if you want to go deeper, here is how. Yeah, absolutely. And especially if you are new to either self-care or tarot, it really gives you a little preview of how these things work in succession of how to understand yourself better and really develop a better relationship with yourself. So you can head over to either of our link in bio on Instagram where you can get the goods and find your flow. Now back to the show. I just got this image of a plant actually like I'm thinking of this plant in my window over here yes. and when plants plants grow you can like you have to take off little pieces of the the yes. some leaves are going to die like little bits and pieces like that's so natural and as a gardener or anyone that's into plants a little bit I do not consider myself a gardener you if you didn't know this too about plants maybe you learn something new but you can t- you take off the dying leaves and you take them off and it allows the plant to actually be able to grow faster and to have new growth and to root down more because it's shedding what is not needed yes And I, yeah, that's, I love this idea, like, remembering that, like, we, we are, humans are plants, you are a plant, and you're blossoming, and you've got all of this growth happening, and there's going to be little bits and pieces that fall off along the way, and it is Mm -hmm. absolutely all a part of your blooming. Yes, and our bodies, Mm. our bodies being physical, and our bodies being a lot of what actually passes Mm. because our you know our emotional body Mm. you know our presence like that's not what is passing typically what's passing is our connection to our physical body so if you think about that especially in regard to plants Mm. and how physically they have to be pruned back it has to be accepted that those parts will no longer be the same way they were when they were younger and you know there's just this this acceptance of life as it gets older and I think that comparing it to a plant in that way is a really helpful reminder of like even that needs some permission to die away at times yeah that needs permission to not continue living forever yeah and to be what it was meant. Yeah, it is so important to honor our life, our human existence. And I think that the rest of it is fun. And like, if you want to believe that you are immortal and all of this, and that's fine. You know, like even going back to the Jehovah Witnesses, if that's like what they want to believe, and that is what they believe, great. 
but we also still need accountability for what is the reality of this human existence that we have right now, that we do age, that we are getting older, and that we can be better. Yes, exactly. We can be better due to that. Yes. We need tangible life circumstances to bring us experiences that teach us and allow us these small visions of what comes later. You know, we need to be allowed to transcend ourselves from time to time and to allow the old versions of ourselves to die away. Yeah. 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 And that it's, I just want to say, tying it back into religion too, is that remember that it's a both and, because I think that so much religion so so much of a reason why so many people have an issue with organized religion is because it's like oh well you just leave it up to god and that's really hard for a lot of people to just leave it up to god and especially you know to just be like well god's coming back sometime and he's gonna fix it all and we don't gotta give a shit right now Mm -hmm. it's like well that it's it's a both it can be a both and if that is your path that's what you believe in i'm just i would ask you to do better, to be better, to be to take something different into consideration. And I think I think that's what's being asked of us in this world right now. Yeah. yeah. To be available to consider experiences outside of what you have known. Yeah. And bridging the gap a little bit so that it's not just like this big mystery of things that happen and we actually are showing up to take care of each other. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Exactly. Instead of Feeding the division. Right. Yeah. Mm, I like the way you said that. We are going to transition into something fun here for the last few minutes of our our session today, our episode. <laughs> We're transitioning into a session from the episode. Basically. Yeah. It's like a session. I think that's why you said it. Absolutely. Diana is going to draw some cards and we're uh, we're going to do a three-card spread on life, death, and rebirth with the intention of moving through summer, saying goodbye to you, dear listeners, um, and of course with the intention of coming back in together in the fall. So this is a collective reading. It's an opportunity for you to kind of hear the way that Diana and I work together, our different perspectives and thoughts coming up on just around tarot and self-care and integration. So this is like almost like a little sneak peek of what you would get in a Salt and Shadows session, except the Salt and, Sa- a salt and Shadows session is uh, much more in-depth and ceremonious. And a tongue twister. And a tongue twister, yes. <laughs> so Diana is shuffling and drawing the cards out right now. And of course, this is for us and where we're at in uh, this cycle at the end of our podcast, but we invite it, invite you to take it however you want, however it resonates for you. Take the pieces that stick and that will guide you deep in your path. What cards did you draw? Okay, so the first card, which I believe will be in our life position, that is the Two of Water, which is the Two of Cups. Two of Cups. That's beautiful. Two of Cups is a is a card that we pull a lot when we're together. Actually. We pretty much we pull, it's the Two of Cups or the Two of Wands, yes, right? It's, it's typically one of one those. of those comes out every single time yes. that we have recorded a podcast together. Yes, so, and that is in our life position, which I think is absolutely beautiful. That's gorgeous. Six of Fire, so Six of Wands mm, ah. is in our death position, which is. The parallels on that are just blowing my mind. But don't worry, we're going to talk about it if you're not familiar with tarot. Yeah, I'm also blown away because the Six of Wands is the card that I drew in my own personal reading for the new moon this Mm. last week for what I'm moving towards. Mm -hmm. So we'll have to like play around both the death and the moving towards. Mm -hmm. Okay, what'd you draw for Rebirth? Rebirth, Eight of Wands, Eight of Fire. Oh, okay. Okay, there it is. Do, do, do. Oh my goodness. (laughs) Okay, so two of cups, two of water. So this is a, a beautiful mirroring of love and connection that 
that space and that energy where you completely feel loved and safe in the other person's presence. Mm. If you're a soulmate person, this is a soulmate card. This is what life is about. This kind of connection. Really feeling seen. Really feeling like you can show up exactly as you are 100% of the way. And the other person just reflects love back to you with no withholding. Mm. Yeah. I like that. That resonates a lot for me. And I've always, I've always thought resonated with this card more deeper as like a connection of the, all the possibilities that can be with like the soulmate. And it's like that uh, electric energy of like, wow, oh my gosh, this is, this feels right. This is really cool. And I pulled out the book that I've studied Tara with, um, What the Fuck is Tara by Bakara Wintner. And she says that it is falling in love. It's the joy of discovery and intimacy. Mm-hmm. And it is what we live for. Like that is our soul. Is know, that what it says? That's literally what it says. Uh, well, I mean, I've read the book, but it's just like, <laughs> I love those little synchronicities. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> yes. That is what life is all about. Yeah. And as we are here in summer, we're coming to the end of the podcast. We're saying goodbye to each mm-hmm. other for a few months. Um, we're also in the heat of summer, collectively, everybody, well, in, in North America. Yes. Some, some people are in winter. Hello out there to my <laughs> Australian Southern people. Hemisphere. Yes, the Southern Hemisphere folk. Um, I lost my train of thought all of a sudden. Sorry. Will you pick up? That's okay. Yeah. <laughs> no, I just really feel that that is a beautiful reflection for mm. the representation of life. Yes, and where we're at right now, and like the world's opening back up, like we are meant for connection, we're meant to be with our people, like go out there and find that amazing connection, be with that people, like find your like reason to live juice. Yes, and I feel like COVID kind of woke us up to that, right? Like no longer is it the rat race that we're looking for, mm -hmm. we're looking for the connection that feels real. And that speaks a lot to the rebirth in the Eight of Wands, I'd say. Oh, man, let's bring it back to that. Okay. Okay. But I also want to say, because I just blurted something out, I was like, go out and get it. I also want to invite this energy of the Two of Cups. Also, Like, uh, can you allow yourself to experience this? I had a huge epiphany just last night as I was falling asleep, and I was like, what what if everything's fine right now? Like, I was like, I'm I'm getting really stressed out. There's a lot of stuff going on, and what if everything's fine? Yes. And so just an invitation to be open. Like, can you let yourself remember what you live for? Can you remember that you actually do like connecting with your people? Like, maybe you're not a socialite. Maybe you don't, like, like going out and being with a bunch of people. Remember, this is individual for you. Like, finding that space for yourself and making those connections. And yes. just allowing yourself to be open to receive that. Yes. Especially. Receive. After living in a pandemic year, world, global pandemic over the last year, like, we have been completely, like, just so cut off and are really, a lot of us are really struggling around, like, what this means, how to interact, a lot of anxiety coming up, too. So, yeah, just wanted to mention that. I really want to mention also the energy of this card is reciprocal. Mm. This is not a love where you show up and you love unconditionally and you're pretty sure they love you back. Mm. You are absolutely certain you are loved back. You feel it completely. Yes. You have no question about it. And it makes you giddy and excited because you can see that. You you can let go. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you feel seen, you feel connected. It's easy. It feels easy to kind of like let your walls down. Yes, you can play. Yes, play. Yes. And summertime is the, like, absolutely, you're being invited to play right now. We are inviting you to play. That is, in the end of this episode, this is your invitation. Yes, will, please. Will you please go play? Yes, please. Find your joy. And I think that that kind of will bring us into 
the death position card, okay. which is the six of wands, yeah. six of fire. Yeah, let's go there. And I just think that, that is amazing because the six of wands, wands represents creativity, curiosity, adventure, you know, travel, moving out into the world. And a lot of what this card speaks to is you have brought your true creative self and mm. expression out into the world and you are now returning home victorious mm. of that initiation. <coughs> and I feel like that is such a beautiful way to look at death mm. as a victorious coming home. Oh my gosh. <gasps> I just got full body chills and my, <laughs> my eyes almost welled up. Like, whoa, can you, will you restate that? Yeah. That it's a place of a victorious coming home. Death is a victorious homecoming. Death is a victorious homecoming. And that resonates so deeply because the human experience is like, what the fuck? We are yeah. fucking miracles, conscious beings walking around in these flesh suits on a ball hurling through who knows how fast in space. Like, what the fuck? Like, mm -hmm. it is victorious to be here. No matter if you were an infant that ha that passed due to complications, if you died in a in a random car accident due to disease, old age, all of it is victorious. Like, you are here. You made it here. Mm-hmm. Whoa, that is so fucking beautiful, Diana. And didn't you say that you pulled this card recently? Yeah, <laughs> I did. I said that I just drew it. I drew it. I drew it for my new moon reading that was this last week. And it was what I'm moving towards. And uh, mm, so this is in a definitely a different... Different. Same thing, but different with the death. Go ahead. I feel yeah. like you have something to say. I just, I, I mean, the listeners can't see the card itself either, but I just wanted to show you like the, per, the person's position. It's almost like an, a position, this body acceptance, this what acceptance is, of what's coming. What deck is this? Um, the body language tarot deck by, um, I believe it's crystal amethyst. However, it's no longer in print. Okay, but you yes. could, if you yes. felt called, you could just Google six image fire body image tarot. Yes. Body language. Body language. Language tarot. tarot. But yeah, this is a person. We've got a, a woman that has her feet pretty close together. Six of fire, six of wands here. She has a little bit of a kneel in one leg. She's leaning back. Her arms are open and she's kind of looking off to the side, just kind of like, ah, oh, like this open acceptance of whatever yes. is coming. Yes. Whatever it feels right to move into this place. Yes. And the, the way that I kind of take this card and a couple of things that I have underlined from this, what the fuck is tarot book that I use is that like against Against the odds, you did right by yourself. Or against the odds, they did right by themselves. Yeah. And appreciating yourself for choosing a higher road. And, mm. I mean, I, that can definitely speak to death, Absolutely. right? Absolutely. Because especially viewing death as, a like, a victorious uh, homecoming. Coming home. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, like, the more you understand death, the more you understand that the choices you make... Mm -hmm ultimately will lead to how you will feel about your death mm. and what you just shared about that and the choices in your higher self. Appreciating yourself for choosing the higher road. Right. Those higher road choices genuinely made from an authentic place within you, not from an egoic place, but right. from a place of growth, from wanting to understand from a humble place will lead to that higher road, that higher acceptance that death is just another path. I want to read this passage from, from the book yes, because please. it's just kind of jumping out at me. I love everything you're saying. And this just says, and again, it's from Bakara Wintner. Am I saying it right? Yes. yes she's our B. She's our Bakara. Mama Bakara. Yes, I don't know absolutely. How, how she feel about that? Hopefully, she'll I've, I've been to her shop. 
Yeah, we're very inspired yes. by this witch. Yes. So in the Six of Wands, she says that it says, when they go high, we go low. And this is just an excerpt from the whole thing. But it says, explore the possibility that you are not broken. Maybe in spite of everything and because of everything, you are miraculously and perfectly whole. Mm. The circumstances have only strengthened your heart and cleared your voice. The power of the Six of Wands resides in acknowledging all the different ways a situation could have been handled and appreciating yourself for taking the higher road. Because especially like with death, right? You can be fearful. You can be grasping. You can live in scarcity, like all of this. And you can also choose to learn to view it different. You yes. can, it can be different. We're not saying it's going to be easy. Hello. It can be available. Yeah. Yes. You can be available. Open to receive. Yes. Let it shift. Yes. Open to allowing it to be something more than you may understand. Mm. Open to not believing that you've experienced everything so you understand it all. Yeah. I love that. And in that, I feel a very, I feel like this very much like letting go energy. Mm-hmm. Like it's, it's, so the light, we have this life, two of cups, we're connecting, this is what we live for, and then remembering that in that connection, that is, that almost like that connection is the higher road. Yeah. And, you, and you can let go of of death, you can let go of the worries, you can let go and appreciate yourself for knowing that you are living a path of truth, a path of connection. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah. What's the rebirth? Eight of wands, eight of fire. This is like spirit-driven, intense movement and energy. Just this place of like almost, I see this especially, I mean, if you can see the position of the person as well, it's almost like that full positioning, that jumping off of a cliff energy, just that like, completely carefree jumping into the unknown yeah. with no qualms no doubts no fears arms just are, going for it arms are out one forward one back head held high kind of tilted back a little bit like and they're it, dancing into the air yes leg like lifted off the ground this is what this the card looks like completely <laughs> carefree and free spirited yes and it tends to be a very fast yes. energy, and it's not a time. It's a time to trust. <clears throat> um, it's a time, a, a definite. It's one of those times to trust. Like you know that things are good. Don't second guess it. Don't yes. stop. Don't think. Don't settle. Just go and move. follow it. Follow it. Yes. Follow it. Like you don't need, doubt yourself. You need to do this. Yes. You know that you need it because you're living for the connection. That's what gives you life. Yes. <laughs> and, and I also feel that because. Death is sandwiched right in the middle of that. It allows that carefree state Mm. because the shedding happened and there's no longer that weight being carried. There is now this fresh opportunity for a new experience. Yeah. And you can appreciate and And you just move into it. When you appreciate yourself. Yes. And you, yeah, you take that intentional space to be in it. It's easy to just jump off and yeah, Yeah. like here I am. (laughs) Yeah. But then you start in that cycle again, right? Because you're just jumping off. You're not putting any thought into it. You're just jumping off. So you start in that place of humbleness once again of Mm. like, I have things to learn through this experience and I need to understand that this will continue happening in this cycle. I will be brought back to a place of needing to learn again and again and again. Mm -hmm. And the more comfortable we get with that, the more we just flow with it. And flow into that acceptance of where it's taking us. Mm. Yes. Ah. I love that. I think I want to end this episode with a little thought I had. Mm. If that's all right. Yes. Something about death that I just have, has stuck with me for many years. Last couple years, I had a coworker, amazing coworker, Kate. Hi. And Hi, she Kate. has a very beautiful daughter. And... She told me that her daughter is, like, profoundly wise and just sometimes blurts out the most random, profoundly, like, philosophical shit. And Ooh, she's always, like, write, writing it down and, yeah. like, saving it for her for later. And so cool. 
But she said that when her daughter was, like, five or something, she just, like, turned to her. And what was it? I, I hope I don't butcher this. But she said something like, "Do you, I know why babies cry when they come out of, of like, their moms sure. or whatever. When and they're infants. Yeah, when they come out of the womb or, mm-hmm. the, yeah. And she was like, oh, okay. Like, why? <laughs> and this five-year-old was like, because the baby thinks that they're going to die. They everything like they've been comfortable for nine months in mama's belly and everything gets dark and tight and scary to have to go through the birth canal I'm mm-hmm. sure the five-year-old's using all these terms yeah <laughs> but um yeah that that it yeah that it's something completely new and you don't know they don't know that life is on the other side or that, that yeah. you're coming into the world to be with your mom yeah and I I, I like to think also that like you know that feeling when you haven't ran for a really long time mm. and then you run and your lungs are just like, oh, wow, this is killing me? I know that one well because I'm a smoker and I inter- <laughs> run intermittently. <laughs> I feel like that might be an experience that newborns may experience as well because they've had liquid in their lungs the entire mm. time and suddenly they're breathing in this completely different element. Yeah. And I, I can't help but feel that that is just such a, mm. like... You know, like a, wow, I'm alive and I'm really feeling yeah. this, like, you know, and, and yeah, I can't help but feel that it would be similar to that, like yeah. that feeling. Absolutely. Like, yeah. The first time really breathing in deeply and yeah, feeling your lungs work. It's got to really stretch <sighs> them out in such a different way. I, I think about weird shit. <laughs> no, I love it. And I just, I'll just leave this episode by saying that I sincerely hope that this episode leaves you feeling like you have a breath of fresh air. Yes. And we are super excited to come back for next season. So excited. We are not positive exactly when things are going to open yes. up. They could open up in November. Or we may take some time to really kind of be more intentional, ground in, and open up a wait list for sessions starting in January. So Mm -hmm. please just keep your eyes and ears peeled. We both have email lists on our respective Instagram places that you can sign up for if you want to keep in touch. And I think season two of our podcast will be... Airing in around Halloween, I believe. Yeah. Yes. Likely Halloween. And we'll be giving updates before then, of course. Yes, of course. And if you heard something this season that you are just ecstatic about, you want to know more about, we're still brainstorming and scheming exactly what and how we want to bring things and what to your ears next season. So. Yeah, let us know. Reach out and let us know. You can always send us an email. You can reach out on Instagram. We would sincerely love to hear from you. Yes.